So two weeks ago, whenever Pastor Don asked me to, to teach, I, you know, I have to confess that the, the first thing that went through my mind was, of course, there, there's, you know, it wasn't going to require any real effort to put together teaching because uh, I, I, I keep some of those in my Bible and uh, as other men in, uh, here do. So I'll just pull out one of those, and I can, I can, I could teach right now. This would be, this would be very simple. So I, I, uh, you know, went home and I, and I, I took those out and I started going through them. I thought, oh, well, structure of God's word, no, I don't think we'll do that one. Uh, contemplative prayer, probably not. And and I started going through all these, and it's like I have nothing. So so I was having a great deal of difficulty putting together a, a message, and Nilsa comes up to me and she says, "Oh, so what are you going to be teaching on Mother's Day?" And uh, so thank you, Lord, uh, for giving me a godly wife that knows just the right time to come in and and uh, help me to, to to listen to the Lord, because as I started to put together this teaching, uh, and it is on Mother's Day, uh, it just fell together. And uh, you know, there's conversations over the last couple of weeks, things out over here in airports uh, that just fit so well. And it, it, it's such a blessing whenever God will will help us to to do things for Him. It's, it's it really is so. So happy Mother's Day, and and I, I hope that that today is is just one of the many days that we we recognize the important role that our mothers have in our lives, and you know what what God is doing through mothers. Uh, you know, and, and and we all know that it's more important what God is doing in us than what He's doing through us, but. You know that, that that fruit that we see in our mothers uh, is is such a, a a blessing, and um, and and you know the, the the importance of of the lessons that our mothers teach us. You know, I, I can remember my mother. You know, she taught me about consequences. You know, if you keep crying, I'm I'm going to give you something to cry about. Uh, Taught me about stamina and perseverance. You know, you're going to sit there until that spinach is gone. So, so there's, but but there, there's a lot of other roles that that our mothers have in our lives. They, they they provide a lot of stability for us. You know, as kids growing up, that that balance. Uh, just, just you know, uh, biologically, how how a a woman's brain is put together, where where they have that 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 wonderful ability to balance. Information that's on both sides of the brain. You know, men don't do that. Men use one side, or men use the other. And and you know, God has given women that ability to to balance. You know, you know the technical with the emotional, and and to to help. Uh, you know that that union of husband and wife reach much better decisions, and to handle children where it's it's not all just about one thing. It, it requires that balance. And the. Uh, you know, and, and the beauty and the organization that women brings to our homes, and you know what what makes a home. You know, you, know, you look around, and I, I look around around our home, and uh, you know, sure, uh, you know, I, I may have helped with building a thing here or there, but but the beauty and the organization and the blessing of that home, you know, comes from you know comes from my wife and and and. Uh, you know, Danielle's mother. So, so what a uh, you know what a godly um, instrument 
that you know, that the woman and the the mother is in our home. So, uh, so in in researching these teachings, you know, I went back and I looked looked at quite a bit of information on where did Mother's Day come from? Because because you got to wonder, you know, why are we selling celebrating this day? Is it is this just another hallmark moment? You know, is it something that we're just going out and buying another card for? Uh, well, well, this actually started, there's a woman by the name of, of Anna Jarvis, and she loved her mother very much, and her mother's favorite flower uh, was carnations. So, I, And I noticed that, that many of the ladies today have, have picked up carnations. Well, that's the significance of that. And back in 1907, she decided that she was going to go on kind of a campaign to recognize not just her mother, but mothers, and in 1914, uh, President Woodrow Wilson declared the second Sunday in May a national holiday and called that Mother's Day. So, so in this country, that's where Mother's Day, the official day, you know, came from. But as you look f- look in other cultures and back in history, you can find threads of of celebrating a Mother's Day type event or recognizing mothers, go, go past ancient Egypt and in that, in that empire. There seems to be something that is in all of us that wants to, to celebrate our mothers. In, in Europe, their concept is a mothering day where you go back to your mother church and you, know, you meet your family there. You spend time with your family, uh, and it's 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 all about uh, you know family. Uh, in Argentina, there's dinners and poems, gestures of of, of you know attention. In France, uh, they'll make cakes shaped like bouquets of flowers, and give their their mothers you know cakes and candies, cards and perfumes. Uh, in in Japan, you know, stretching outside of a a Christian type culture. It's very similar to, to, to the United States. They'll have traditional uh, dishes, uh, and and traditional gifts are, are scarves, handkerchiefs, handbags, you know, things like that. Uh, Mexico, uh, they'll have a family breakfast, flowers, chocolates, cards. Australia, exchanging of perfumes. I thought that was kind of a neat one, you know. And, and actually, by the way, these are some good ideas that that maybe uh, Nilsa's future Mother's Day will will have. Uh, in in uh, Denmark, lunch is very popular. Uh, in Ethiopia, they have a family meal, and it's a three-day-long event. So it's not just a Mother's Day. So those of you who think that it's just one day, it, it can go longer. Uh, in Finland, uh, interestingly, they'll start with a, with a breakfast, a family breakfast, and the family takes a walk, collects flowers, and makes a bouquet for for the mother. Uh, in Italy, they'll take care of the chairs for the day, uh, chores for the day. But in other countries, uh, uh, in, in Asia, you know, Bahrain, in Libya, United Arab Emirates, you know, a, a clearly a Muslim country. Belgium, Canada, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, India, Turkey, very similar to the United States. Uh, China is also very similar to the United States, but they also uh, recognize their mother by the the uh, first character of their name uh, will be the first character of their mother's name. So if your mother's name is Sharon, 
uh, children might be named, you know, Sherry, Sandy, and Steve. In my family, that's how, how that was. It just happened to be that way. So, so you know, today, the world over, mothers are being recognized. And, and I, I wanted to have this message here you know, specifically to do that. Uh, God does recognize some mothers in the Bible. Of course, Eve, known as the, the mother of mankind. Uh, Naomi, uh, a mother-in-law. And you know, how often has your mother-in-law become a very important you know, in, in, in your family as well? Especially tight, tight-knit families, but 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 uh, uh, you know, Ruth uh, accompanied Naomi, and uh, you know, we read in the Word, you know, where you go, I will go; where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people; your God will be my God. Uh, so, so how often do we see this this mothering extend uh, well beyond just the the mother and child? You know, so uh, Han- you know, Hannah course was childless for years uh, she was the mother of Samuel a prophet um, Elizabeth mother of John the Baptist you know she, she uh, or John the Baptist, you know, he prepared the way for our Lord Jesus Christ uh, you know Sarah uh, Abraham's wife gave birth to Isaac uh, when she was over 100 years old uh, of course I, Isaac was the father of Jacob and 12 tribes of, of Israel Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, and you know <clears throat> Mary's heart. Uh, you know when, when the angel Gabriel came to her and and she said, "You know I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said." So, you know, in in our lives, how easy is it whenever a pastor says, "Hey, you know I'm going to be gone next week. Can you teach for me?" It's like, well, sure, I'll do that. But but whenever a an angel comes to to someone and asks, "Will you have a child? Uh, you know, will you raise that child? Will you change your entire life to to you know protect that child?" And you know, huge. So let's go go to God's Word in Proverbs thirty one, and let's read a little bit about a a virtuous woman. So I I know that 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 a lot of you have have gone through and read this. And the idea of a, of a virtuous woman uh, seems to, seems to paint that perfect picture of 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 a woman. And you know, in in, in verse twenty four, you know, the, here this this virtuous woman is uh, you know makes all of her family's clothing. And today it's it's hard to just go buy clothing fast enough. You know, you have children growing up; they go through them, and just, you know, just trying to buy them fast enough. Verses uh, 16 and 24 sells real estate and and clothing, uh, and and here we struggle to go put together a yard sale. Uh, verse 18 uh, doesn't let the camel go out at night. Well, you know, moms today can't wait to turn off the lights and go to bed because of the of the busy day. And verse 14 uh, exports uh, food from afar. And just keeping enough milk and and uh, bread in the refrigerator, you know, it, it, it is a challenge. Uh, always dressed in fine linen and purple, and and you know, moms today, the only purple you have on is is that juice from the sippy cup, you know. So so it's it it it, it, it paints a picture that is is somewhat intimidating. 
So, uh, but, but, but one thing you have to realize is, is the woman that this is being written about had handmaids, had, had people, had a full staff. Uh, she had employees. So, yes, she was able to accomplish these things, but she had employees. And, and that point is often ignored. You know, to, in, in the paradigm that we have today, our moms are, uh, they're, they're trying to do it all themselves many times. So, so it's tough. But, 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 but God does, you know, record his standard of excellence. First uh, Peter chapter 1 verse 16, he's, uh, you know, he says, you shall be holy for I am holy. In Titus chapter one, when he talks about men that that accept responsibility as spiritual leaders, he he says that that he shall be blameless. Well, you know, I mean, gosh, it's not very often that I that I feel blameless. So, so God isn't writing these words to to discourage us, uh, but but to direct us in a in a path. So and. Uh, but it, but in Proverbs uh, thirty one chapter eleven it says that the heart of her husband trusts her. So so how precious is trust? You know the heart of her husband, the innermost part of her husband. This isn't just a a mental. Uh, yeah, I trust her. Uh, you know when God says the heart, He's talking about the innermost part of her husband's being. Trust his wife. So in in uh, uh, verse 31, you know, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So, so today, you know, we, 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 we praise our mothers. But also, in that verse 10 through 31 is, is a um, acrostic. So, so in, in the original language, every verse started with a, uh, a different character. So, so, so this isn't like in Romans when Paul is, is you know, laying out here's how you know it, it should be. Uh, it, it of the twenty-two characters in in the uh, you know, Hebrew language, what he's what what the author is really doing is laying out these are these are twenty-two things. You see that that uh, um, you know so 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 those those tasks. And uh, you know, praiseworthy things, you know, to say about this virtuous woman. So it's a direction, and and it's it's it, but it's hard, you know. And what God is doing, you know, through our mothers, is 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 so admirable, you know. So we should honor them, you know, praise them for those those, those essential things and and those special things that God has put. In her heart, that come across in what she does. You know, it, it, it's not it's not just a you know here's you, you know you have some children so so now you're you're obligated to do these things. You know th- those motherly traits and those motherly uh, contributions. You know we see those in in not just women who have children and their mothers. We see those in. Uh, in 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 young women, we see those in in grandmothers. You know, it's it's it is a position of service that is so so you know uh, needed and so valuable. So so I, I'd like to talk about a another mom, uh, a single mom, and who who did exercise great faith in, in God's word. Uh, and in 
First uh, Kings chapter 17. Uh, you know the story unfolds. There's the story of a woman who's raising a son uh, without the provision of a husband. So, so things were a little different back then. Uh, you know, without family, without a husband, uh, things were getting uh, rather bleak. Uh, looking at verse eight, uh, you know, we're informed that that this widow lived in a in a town called uh, Zarephath. And in in the Hebrew, the word means to refine. If it's a noun, it means an, an instrument of refining. So 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 it's kind of like uh, a filter. You know, I have a filter. What does it do? It filters. Uh, or a refiner's fire. What does a refiner's fire do? It refines. So so um, uh, interesting that that that, that would be the name. Uh, where this woman was in a place where she was being refined uh, by by the the difficulty that she was surrounded with and, and her great faith. But Elijah the prophet uh, had announced there's going to be a great a great uh, drought, and this was a judgment from God. And and this woman was caught up in that. You know the the, the Israelis had uh, our Israelites had been very rebellious, and this is a judgment that was coming uh, upon them. Uh, but here she was caught up in this divine judgment. Um, wrong place, wrong time, I guess. Uh, but, but Elijah is sent by God to the widow's home, uh, you know, for care and provisioning. So here, here God sends a prophet to a home. That what? Where is the last place that you would go for a meal? This woman's home. But that's where God sent him. And. And he, he he arrives and he, he sees the widow, you know, gathering sticks, and he asks her for a drink of water. So in First Kings seventeen, uh, verse ten, you know, we'll pick up the drama there. And when he when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, "Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink." Uh, and as she was going to get it, he called to her and said. Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So, does this sound familiar? I mean, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you know, honey, would you get me uh, some soda and some chips? And uh, after she's been working all day, you know, can you imagine this this woman? Here she is is gathering sticks and has virtually nothing. And the prophet of God says, "Bring me something to drink and bring me something to eat." Wow. So she says, as as in, in verse twelve, as she says, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple sticks that I may go in and prepare it uh, for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Where she was at, how how difficult the life of this single mom. You know, you can hear in those words how difficult that that had to be for her. But Elijah encourages her, uh, and in verse thirteen, and Elijah said to her, "Do not fear. Go and do as as you have said." Uh, which basically he's telling her to, uh, you know, go make a, a cake for her son and, and her, and you know that she might die. But make me a small cake from it first, 
and bring it to me, and afterwards make some for yourself and your son. For thus said the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Wow. So she went and did according to the words of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. So, there's a, there's a real truth that comes from this. You know, while God's method of provisioning may vary with, with generation, with situation, His faithfulness never fails. So here, the single mom, you know, whose heart would be to take care of her child, here she's going to make her last meal and then die, and, and how God takes care of her. But also throughout, uh, you know, her, her young son. Just think how he would have been able to, to see the witness of that faithful mother who chose to put God first, and chose to be faithful. So, uh, you know, what a, uh, what a beautiful picture of that. So, you know, no matter how difficult the environment may be, or how deep uh, your needs are, or how you feel. You know, God has not forgotten you. What you truly need, He will provide, and He'll be there. Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, who who grew up in a very impoverished environment. I, I don't know if you've ever read about about uh, Lincoln, but he uh, uh, went to the one room uh, schoolhouse. Uh, he uh, uh, came from a very poor environment, but but he he said once, it, it's not. Uh, poor nor destitute. Uh, excuse me. He is not poor nor destitute. Who has had a godly mother? And look at the, the accomplishments of of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, next, let, let, let's look at at godly women uh, who are married to unbelievers who don't have who. Um, you know, they, they, they influence their homes in very godly ways, uh, but they're really on their own spiritually. You know, and you know, trying to raise godly children, uh, you know, without the help or encouragement of husbands, you know, definitely not the the ideal situation. Uh, Eunice, uh, an early example of a woman that exemplified this, uh, she was the mother of Timothy. Uh, trying to live a, a holy life, and uh, and you know Timothy would be would, would go on to to pastor a, a a church in Ephesus. So in Acts chapter sixteen verse one, I'll read it to you. And a disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, uh, but his father was Greek. So so the. You know, this is in Orientalism when they refer to somebody as, as being Greek. It's not like today where you say, "Well, somebody is Greek." Well, they might or might not be Christians. They they may or may not be believers. Uh, I personally know a, a number of Greeks that are very strong Christians. But it says, it says the the Jewish woman who was a believer, but the father was Greek. So, so that you know that word "but" is in contrast to. So you had a believer, and you had a non-believer. So, so clearly, you know, Timothy's mother was a believer, and uh, father was not was not a Christian. 
uh, he was an unbeliever. So in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, we read some, some of Paul's insightful words about Timothy's upbringing. Um, when I call for remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. So here you have a faith spanning generations. And you know, our grandmothers so so often are uh, you know, such an important influence in our lives that, that they have continued to to teach and to bring that those godly influences across a generation. But you know, in in uh, uh, you know, Paul also talks in chapter three, verse fifteen, about how Timothy was taught the scriptures from a very young age. So, so you know, here's his Eunice with the help of her mother. You know, was committed to teaching Timothy the word of God, who who would later become a a pastor. So, so you know, what 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 you know, Eunice and and her mother started in, in under shepherding this young man. You know, Paul took that. And then he became a pastor there in in Ephesus. So, uh, from this is, is another timeless truth that that you know the, the absence of a of a godly husband does not automatically forfeit the the potential of godly children. Uh, you know, I, I'm not. I would not encourage that. Um, you know, single women don't lower your standards. Don't. Don't become attached to somebody that that does that is not a strong Christian. Uh, your lives will be much better without hooking up with a, uh, uh, but through you know uh, having a, a godly husband. And there's many examples in this church of very godly men, and and uh, you know, I'm very honored to be here, uh, you know, and and to see that um, you know children growing up in godly households. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> there's no telling how difficult it must have been for Eunice. Uh, I'm sure, you know, so many women, uh, women of faith, uh, you know, have these difficulties with their husbands. Uh, in First Corinthians chapter 17, uh, you know, God tells us to to remain and to you know to provide that godly influence for the children and to the the unbelieving husbands. So, uh, so our our mothers, you know, provide so much for us, so much strength, so much stability, and and I think all of us can look back and be be overjoyed by by this Mother's Day and recognizing what a example of of love and uh, how our mothers have have shown that agapeo type of love. That unconditional, uh, and and that's it's easy for us to to appreciate uh, God as He has set that example in our moms that we can look at and and start to understand as a young child, uh, you know what an agapeo type of love is, what it, that unconditional type of love is, so that we can grow up and and serve Him. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so very, very blessed that you have given all of us mothers that have cared for us and have 
have set that example so early in life so as when we grow up we and we start to to learn about you and to experience your love that that it's not foreign that we uh, we see that love as as that unconditional love and we honor that today we lift to you all the mothers that are here we ask that their families will will rejoice and celebrate them today in the name of your son Christ Jesus amen